Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Fight Day Fanboy. If you enjoy the show, do us a favour, like, subscribe, do whatever you can to help us dominate these algorithms, alright? Alright, thanks guys, enjoy the show. We're joined by the famous, the, bookie, the bookie's favourite, Peter Walsh. Uh, he's a favourite. Yeah, look at that head. That's that only a mother can love. Alive now. Yes, only a mother and um, these poor women in the Sunshine State could love. Um, I'm joined by <laughs> Peter Walsh here. Uh, we're doing some current events. Wanted to break down pretty much a few of the things circulating in the MMA world. Um, First of all, I want to talk about the Buckley KO because that's got everyone fucking popping off hard. What did you think of that one? That was horrendous. (laughs) What was horrendous? What, you didn't like that intro? No, no, horrendous for his opponent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's fucking... Who was the the opponent again? Um, Um, Fucking... It was Joaquin Buckley and... Doesn't matter anyway, he's still asleep. The main, the main point is that I don't think people... The problem is, from this point on, and I don't want to sound fucking horrible, but I don't think people are going to remember him much more for anything but that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the Ben Askren story. <laughs> I mean, I was Ben Askren's number one fan, but I got reality. You still are Ben Askren's number one fan. So am I. But it's like he said the other day, I think he tweeted something. He's like, you know, every time a, um, Jorge Masvidal gets a fight, that clip circulates the promotion network all over again and he has to rewatch it on everything. He has to relive it every day, every, <laughs> every day for the rest of his life. Not just to mention the recirculating in the news, but just in general, the amount of people on Twitter that are just tweeting that clip at him. Fucking yeah, yeah, it's funny. 24-7. But with this- yeah, look, I don't, I don't know much about the opponent. But it was one of those fights that I remember Buckley's last fight. I think Holland, Kevin Holland cleaned him up. And from the other previous fights I'd seen of him, he was just, I don't know. I didn't, I'm not going to, I don't want to say it the wrong way, but I thought it was just kind of going to be a boring fight. Like, you know, yeah, a drawn yeah. out decision. Well, I mean, it was second but on seeing the prelim. A KO like that. It was yeah, second on the mean. prelim in an ESPN fight island card and generally like, Let's be honest, let's just not sugarcoat it. The ESPN Fight Island cards are filled with a lot of, for lack of a better term, no name, not no name talent, but unknown talent to the regular fans. And they're sort of filled up just because of the pandemic. Like that's what's mm-hmm. going on. It's just internet. Look at that. Look at this picture of health I am, eh? Picture <laughs> like of what... fucking health. I need to get some more, ve- I need to get some more veggies in there. <laughs> that looks like what Edson Barbosa one. eats every breath. <laughs> <laughs> get that one in there. <laughs> it's gonna get it's gonna get you an Edson Barbosa eight pack. Mm. All right. Fuck this KO, let's yeah. talk about something else. It's over now. Um No, it was epic, man. It was epic. I was outside. Like I was saying, it was on the prelims, it was epic, but I I was actually outside and I just heard you just heard it drop. You don't I think it was Paul Feld is like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just really watched the replay, I've never seen anything like it. And it will it will be probably one of the best KOs of all time. It was, prob- it was probably one of those things that was like, you know, one of those, where, like we're in Melbourne, we're on Siggy break, and then fucking we just hear the audience go, Rah! and you're like, what the fuck mm-hmm. was that? Right? That yeah. was that kind of level of thing. All right. So yeah. second thing I wanted to talk to you about, and probably like the main thing. So Poirier mm-hmm. and McGregor are going to fight. All right. Is that done? Is it? 
So it's not done. It's not done. But there's yeah. two, there's two demand. There's one demand in particular, right? Mm-hmm. McGregor will fight him if it's in 2020. It can yeah, I heard that as well. All right, and there's people are theorizing the conspiracy theories everywhere on why exactly it has to be in 2020. But I think there's only one reason for that. Like, why do you think it has to be in 2020? I don't know. I never thought about it. Hey, like it just McGregor's McGregor's funny. He's, he's one of those guys you love to hate him with the stunts he pulls, but you got to give yeah, it to yeah. him. He's a man of his word. And if he says he's going to fight in 2020, he's going to fight in 2020. The man. It's just built- funny because there's no no notice, nothing. It's kind of like Floyd Mayweather's career. Floyd yeah. would do the same thing. He'd say, I'm going to fight this person. Let's do it in five weeks. Well, that Nasakawa yeah, thing came like, out, out of literally nowhere. And no one had any idea. And he was posting the MMA gloves and it didn't end up being an MMA fight. And it was just trash, right? Yeah, yeah. It was just complete trash. But um, I believe... Sorry, I'm just gra- putting a jumper on a... Fucking, yeah, it's cold out here. I'm still, still adjusting to this weather. Oh, what, what jump is that? Shout out to John Levin. <laughs> Sorry, John, John Lethal Levin, CFS Kiriwee in Sydney. Team CFS out, out of Kiriwee. We might have a new fighter, Peter Walsh, at Bantamweight soon when he comes back down to Sydney. He's going to cut to 135. Keep yeah. eating these broccoli salads and I will be. But, um, yeah, my, here's my theory. McGregor's got a, a fight lined up with Pacquiao, early 2021. And that is why oh, it's almost done. Sense. It's almost done. And I believe, like, it's... McGregor needs that time to fill out. He needs to fight in 2020. Dustin, if he wants to get one in, pick his name, get his mm-hmm. interest. And I think McGregor's going to take Poirier pretty lightly. If McGregor loses to Poirier, still don't think it does any harm to him at all. Um, I see McGregor being the favourite in that fight. I don't know. I haven't seen any betting odds, but I would assume that McGregor would be a strong favourite, a two-to-one favourite. Did you ever watch like the first one? Yeah, yeah, he fed him to the canvas in a minute, minute and a half. They're two very but different look, fighters Honestly, now. it's yeah, it's a different corner and it is a different Poirier. That Poirier back in, what, 2014, whenever they fought, that Poirier would do the same thing. Like the Poirier now would do the same thing to that Poirier, just feed him. Yeah, Like he's progressed so much as an MMA martial artist. So I think we it's all still... It's still it's still an interesting fight to, to think of now because both of them have progressed so much. But honestly, if you want my opinion, I see it still being the same kind of matchup. Yeah, I see the pressure getting to Poirier a bit more. You know, Connor Connor maybe getting in his head a little bit, even though it's kind of what a charity fight now. Maybe there won't be the trash talk. I think there but, is some mental element to Cal to like McGregor, especially in the Cowboy fight where. He'd had so much time off that no one really expected him to be so good when he came back. People just sort of mm. doubted it. You know what I mean? And I think if Poirier does the same thing, he's in deep trouble. You know what I mean? But yeah. if, if it is, I feel like Poirier now, he's not really inclined to get knocked out that easy. Uh, he's fighting at obviously 155 now. So he's 10 pounds up. He's got a lot more muscle on him. He looks a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. He's just way more hardened, so you could be in for one of he those fights. Got, groups. He actually got quicker at one fifty-five. He got better. Yeah, yeah. You watch well, his fights at one fifty-five, and he's fucking—that's he, his weight class. He's perceivably same. Too. Same with Connor. Same with Connor. So 
he's perceivably quicker as well. The thing is, when you're fighting at 155 against the 155ers, you know, the stuck the stuck in the mud division. So, so Connor called it, you know, like, that you'll was, seem yeah. a lot quicker. You'll seem a lot quicker to that as well. But I think um, Poirier showed up in that Holloway fight and that pretty much changed the entire perception of Poirier altogether. That one Holloway fight where mm-hmm. everyone just expected Holloway to come up and just win. I think, I think I, I was picking Holloway as well because Holloway seemed pretty much invincible until that fight and Poirier just shut him down with real fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but the Connor fundamentals are much sharper, much cleaner and much less fundamental, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. He's I doing agree. These ones. Connor hits hard too. Hits fucking really hard. I remember that Max that Holloway fight. doesn't hit hard. I mean, Max Holloway's a, a, a brilliant fighter. He's one of the best featherweights of all time, you know, and come up to lightweight. But Connor hits harder than Max, you know. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, and he's going, hard, he's going, he's going to eat some of those shots, regardless of where the fight goes. You know, he's going to eat some of Connor's shots, and he's not going to like them. <laughs> no, bro, not at all, not at all. And I think. Mm. We'll have to see where that goes. And I think you could say the same thing for a Connor Max fight, getting into that. If that was to ever happen again, it would sort of be a sort mm-hmm. of similar situation. But Max is a lot more durable in that fight than Poirier was. So I don't know. I wouldn't, yeah. I, I, it's all guessing game, man, at this point, at this point, in this stage of their careers, having such of a long... We all know MMA math doesn't work. It never works, brother. It never works. But um, it's just oh. stylistically their matchups. Like we're saying, I just I just see it going the same way. Maybe to round two, but I see a Connor KO. But yeah. awesome fight, nevertheless, and a fight that everyone's excited about. Well, It'd I mean, be he's... good to just to finally settle the scores, so to speak. You know, is has how much better? How good is Dustin Poirier? Exactly. You know, so well, I think how good is cool... Conor McGregor? He's very fucking... That's the thing. Like, we don't know. Like, I think we were all ready to underrate him in that cowboy fight. We were ready to, like, think. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the McGregor fans uh, in particular, they get, like, particularly nervous on fight day, but then he shows up in such a weird way, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for me and you together with the attraction of the sport, not to say that we're casuals or whatever, or casuals as you call them, but... Did you hear he showed up to that fight an hour before or two hours before? An hour before. The cowboy fight. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. He heard... showed up to that fight. You can research this. Any listeners who want to research it, he showed up. Charles Sonnen was talking about it as well. He showed up an hour before, or maybe it was an hour and a half before, in a suit, in a fucking three piece, in a suit, and walked in. They've got to obviously go through the the mandatory testing. So the drug testing, you've got to pee in a cup right before the fight. You know, get dressed, get your hands wrapped. He got that all done in his walkout in in the space of like forty five minutes. Well, I just remember there being he walked was... in in a suit, got changed, peed in a cup, and headed out there. <laughs> no warm up, nothing. That's typical Conor McGregor. I just remember, I just remember seeing there was no footage of him up until that point. So I just remember like watching the broadcast and being like, where the yeah. fuck is, where is he? He was never, he was never in the back room. No. Yeah. That's crazy. No. It's nuts. He arrived. So, and I remember they, they were like Connor's in the building and it was, you know, Dana was starting to get edgy, but I guess Dana knows Connor and they've got that relationship and Connor's a man of his word. He's going to be there. But yeah, just the amount of time he, he got in, got undressed, got his hands wrapped, peed in the cup and got onto the stage, got on, into the octagon was just phenomenal. 
Well, that's a fucking that's that's the winning formula then. An hour an hour before fights and an hour late to the press conference. That's how you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So <laughs> all right. So while while you're here, do you still have time or? Yeah, 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 we're good. What time is all? We're gonna leave in six minutes. All right, sweet. Quickly, we'll do the Ortega. Um, I'll do a full breakdown of the card after this. But while I got you here, mm-hmm. let's do Ortega versus Zombie. So, first, I don't know. Good I'll fight. Pass it over to you. What do you reckon? Good, good fight. Oh, look, it's 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 hard to really call because. I think like we'll previously talk about another discussion, you know, Ortega's resume is, is actually phenomenal. I don't think he's lost a fight in uh, seven, eight, nine fights or something, something crazy. Or you said four out of his last five. I four out of his last five was the, yeah. But yeah. I was looking at his record the other day and I completely forgot about this fight. He's, it was a long time ago, but he is subbed Dustin Poirier yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And he's, was, that know, the st- was that the standing gear team? That might've been um, the standing gear team. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, I think so. I think a lot so, of yeah. really good, really quick, fast submissions. I mean, he's phenomenal, and we all know he's a jiu-jitsu guy and all this sort of stuff, and a jiu-jitsu guy who's managed to knock out Frankie Edgar. But I don't know, just something about his last fight with you know Max Holloway, like we're previously saying, and Holloway just sort of exposed him, and and he he did look. I'm not gonna say rubbish, but I just changed my opinion on him a little bit. But yeah. I. Have sort of changed my mind. I think I think Ortega might be able to get it done. Mm. Well, the thing I is, was, we're talking before, and I'm just thinking maybe Ortega can do it. You completely changed I, this on me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was so you've got to be prepared for this stuff. I know, I do. I know, I do. This zombie, part of the game. zombie hits, zombie hits hard, and zombie's phenomenal, and zombie's on a tear, and he's also knocked out Frankie Edgar. They both have that in common. And that's, that's a phenomenal feat to do that. Like, no one has done that to Frankie previous to them two doing it to him. And there's bad blood in this one as well. Seriously. There bad is, blood. yeah. Like, he slapped his manager. You remember that? <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> this fight's been called off about three or four times. Oh, no, no, not three. No. It's been called off like twice now. So, yeah. Yeah. They've been waiting to fight forever. And for whatever reason, the management's been back and forth here and there. To me, yeah, my opinion, I'm going to stay the same. I think. Ortega, he's going to be trying hard to get that sort of that takedown, move to that guillotine, move to any sort mm. of position, you know, like whatever he can get, like whether it be joint submission, choke, whatever he can get. But I think Zombie's got it in. He's a BJJ brown belt, right? I think Zombie's had a lot of subs as well. I think he's got enough of the anti sort of grappling to cancel that out and then keep it on the feet. And I think it happens similar to the max fight in the sense i don't think zombie's going to ko him or you know embarrass him or anything like that i think it's going to go the distance but i think i don't i think do you think it's going to go the distance yeah i think it's going to go the distance i think zombie's going to have a clear edge and i think ortega's going to find trouble with his combos and get caught in a similar situation to max i don't think zombie's going to be like directing his punches trying to tell him how to fight like max did do you remember that when Max was yeah yeah, yeah. showing that's, him how to fight? That's 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 what I can't that's what I can't get out of my head. I can't get that clip out of my head where Max is teaching <laughs> teaching um, Ortega how to block and how to counter and you know no put it here and this and that. Like, I can't get that out of my head. And he looked so sloppy in that fight. And so that's obviously the the last thing I remember of him. And obviously, like we said before, he's been out for a year. You know. 
whether ring rust is a real thing or not, but he's been out for a long time and coming off a performance like that. But I don't know. I just keep looking at his resume and the matchup. And specifically, yeah, you, you know, I'm just going to have to disagree with you, Alex. You know, I know Ortega's <laughs> a, br- a brown belt, but, you know, I think Ortega can get it done on the ground if he gets it there. I don't see it going the distance. I, um, I see, yeah, either Zombie catching him early or um, Ortega getting a sub. All right, well, this is there. my show. This is my first show. Peter's here, predictions. Right? My first, first show. You know, you've been very accommodating. You've been very lovely to be on here. Um, and I appreciate <laughs> it for the world. But I think now we need to settle the stakes here. We need to do kick this off big I'm, first episode. All I'm right. never coming on here again, am I? This is the first. <laughs> this is the first um, case bet, if you're willing, if you're willing. Mm-hmm. On fight day, fanboy, um, to happen. Let's do it. We're going to bet a case of your favorite beer, whatever you like. All right, is and my favorite for, beer in return. Um, is this for Ortega? Is this like on the head? Because I still on the think head. zombie. I still think zombie can get it done. So you said that you think the fight's going the distance. So why don't we make the bet that I win if the fight doesn't go the distance? You win if the fight does go the distance. That is that's a horrible bet for me. You know, you said Ortega. Yeah. You backed Ortega. I backed Zombie. You said you said about five minutes ago. You see it going the distance. How about this? It goes the distance. I get a case. If you if Ortega gets a sub or a finish, any kind, you get the case. If okay, the bet the, the bet is the bet is if Zombie gets a fit, gets a KO or if Ortega gets a sub, I win. Anything else? You have it. <laughs> That's an unfair bet. <laughs> That's a fucking very unfair bet. <laughs> this is bullshit. All right, all right. A tiger, a tiger. All right, I'll go for a tiger. Just go all for right. it, bro. Just you, you got to back right. by your I'm word, good. bro. You can't be giving these half-assed predictions, man. This isn't fucking. Yeah, you know bro- what? You know what? I've won three cases out here. It's about time I gave one back. All right, let's see. No, dude, Ortega could very easily win this fight, and I'm really, uh, you know, I hope in your case he does. I'd love, mm. to send a case. I'd love to send a case up to fucking the Sunshine State and let you have a good night. That's the um, that's a proviso too. You got to post it. That's a what? You got to post it as well. Oh, right, done. It's posted Vice up versa. here. We're gonna have it. We're gonna have this clip. This is on the record now. This is what's beautiful about this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's, on, it's all on the record. It's all on the record. Right. No one can get away from this, right? We're gonna have a compilation. In years to come, we're gonna have compilations of you. Betting cases and losing, and we're going to have like a side by side shot. It's going to be like for 10 the here for the for the here. record though. For the record, like I said, I'm very indecisive about this fight, and I do think that Zombie can get it done. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> betting on Ortega because we all know I'm a gambling man, oh, <laughs> and I love to I love to bet anyway. <laughs> but I think if I was to put money on it, you know, I, I'd put. I I wouldn't be putting it on the head because they're both kind of similar, even money. I think um, Zombie's a slight favourite, yeah. but I'd be putting money on Ortega sub or um, Zombie KO. All right, well, we've got this. Okay, so bets on case Ortega. Uh, okay, look, I'll do the original bet if you want. If you want, if you want to do this, I'll give you this exit path right now. All right. To go the distance or not to go the distance. What what's your what do you think the outcome is? What's your it's going it's going the distance. 
All right. There's the bet. There's the bet. All right, let's go on the distance. But the however, distance. if zombie if zombie t- if zombie TKO is in this yeah TKO is in this should cancel it out. Okay. All right. Anything else? No, that's so, not fair. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my camera off for one sec. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. I'm you. just I'm just checking the odds. Just will the fight go the distance? Oh wow. Dollar thirty for no. Dollar thirty for no. The, the bookies reckon three thirty for yes. Yeah, the bookies reckon it's not gonna go the distance. The You're betting is, against the bookies. The bookies are smoking crack. Mm. Look, let's just I'm not confident with this go the distance anymore now. You fucking you really fucked me over here. So it's not going the distance, Alex. It won't go right. the distance. Alright, or uh, if if um, Zombie wins and gets the KO, he fights um, Volkanovski. That would be the kind of fight that will go the distance. This one won't. I don't see it going the distance. I really see it going the. Di- you know, we're betting the case. It's going the distance. Done. All right. If the fight goes okay. the distance, I get a case. Doesn't go the distance, you get a case. You think this is easy money now, but you watch. This is why. Distance. This is why I'm doing this thing, man. I'm fucking. The king of this shit. I know what I'm talking about. All okay. Right. All right. I'll see. All right. Thank you, brother, for being on here. I love you. You're the best. I'll, um, You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Here. It's so glad to be part of the show in its infancy. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Be- be- before it takes off and you're famous and you don't have time <laughs> for me anymore. <laughs> well, it is what it is. You know how it is. All right. I'll see you, brother. Beautiful. Thank you, man. All right, guys. There you have it. The one and only Peter Walsh. Soon to be a case of beer down, hopefully. Um, looking back on it now, I, sh- I really had him at that head-to-head bed. I don't know why I fucking went the distance, but look, we'll see what happens. A dollar thirty—that's ridiculous. Dollar thirty for that to not go to the decision. I just don't, I don't quite see it. I mean, you'd say Yair and Zombie with that caliber too, same sort of thing. Um, if, if anything, well, I mean that didn't go the distance. Did it? Got fucking. I swear to God, if I lose this case by a second, I'm not, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> anyway, um, but I digress. Let's do a bit of justice to the undercard here. Um, I'll start off with Jimmy Crute. So, got to big up our Australian boy, sort of get some attention on in there. But Jimmy Crute is taking on a contender from Lithuania. Um, let me just get his name up. Sorry, I just, I just don't want to butcher this, eh? Um... Modestus Bukowskis from Lithuania. He sort of looks like a Lithuanian Henry Cavill. He's like Superman. Got a very Superman look to him, very clean look. Um, good stand-up fighter. And he's um, taken on Jimmy Crute, who, like I said, Aussie guy. Very similar records, 11-2, and 11-1. Um, I just think Jimmy has sort of what it takes to sort of take it to the ground, make it ugly. And in the first two, um, get him out of there, whether it's like a head and arm choke or something like that. I think it's going to be some sort of a submission or maybe just a TKO finish from the ground. But uh, I predict this one's going to be ugly. And um, let's go now to Caitlin Chikagian, Jessica Andrade. So, it's probably the featured female fight of the event. Uh, two 
names that are obviously very regulars in sort of the UFC, in this promotion in general in the UFC. Uh, Caitlin Chagagian, very good fighter, um, 14 and 3. She's been around, beat some decent talent. Um, but she's up against Jessica Andrade, who's, again, former champ. Just lost the belt to Whaley Zhang. Um, took the belt off Thug Rose. A pretty phenomenal win. Just a real, her brawling style just caught up. Just that rush style and then ended up obviously delivering one of the craziest slam KOs that pretty much in the UFC ever, like bar Carlos Newton. Even, even Carlos Newton, that wasn't as bad as what we saw with with Thug Rose because that was on the neck. Obviously, very, very scary sort of incident, but um, just shows how powerful of a fighter Jessica Andrade is, especially for especially for this division. Um, you know, just one of the, if not the scariest fighter in this division. And I think Jessica Andrade is going to be able to get it done pretty early too. Um, all right, we'll go to our last topic of the of the show. Because um, we pretty much covered the main event enough in that sort of you know, little little duet between me and Peter. Um, Cyril Gain versus Ante Delesia. So, fuck, I hope I didn't butcher any of that, any of those names. Sorry, boys. Um, Ante Delesia is 17 and three, um, 20 fights, fair amount of fights, UFC debut. Um, Cyril Gain, 3 and 0, 6 4, right on that headway limit, 265. If you go to the UFC.com, if you, if you go to UFC.com right now, you look at the homepage, uh, there is a big thing saying rising stars and it's got his face on it. So uh, UFC is putting a lot of stock in him. If there's ever a case of someone being fed to one person, it's, it's this, you know what I mean? It's this. So I uh, having a heavyweight fight in the co-main event is nothing unusual for the UFC to do. Just have some big hitters, hopefully get a big KO, a big moment, um, get the crowd invested before what's going to be a pretty dope main event. Um, with noticing the trend here with the bookies, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, it looks like there's going to be a few early fights here. Like it's just going to be a few finishes except for that last one, except for that last one. I'm, I'm fucking, fuck, I'm probably going to lose case of beer, but is what it is. Yeah, that pretty much does it. That pretty much does it. So um, thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate it so much. Um, if you like the show, uh, give us a like on, on the video. Subscribe to our channel. Uh, if you want to follow the Instagram, it's at fightdayfanboypod um, or fightdayfanboy.com. We're just setting that up. That's under construction at the moment. So it's all sort of a under construction sort of process at the moment. But um Give us a follow, guys, and just sort of hang in there because we're trying to build up, build something pretty cool here, something pretty special. So, um, yeah, thank you so much, guys. Also, if you can, five-star uh, rate review the iTunes. Just sort of helps us dominate those algorithms a little bit and just um, do it the best we can. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate it.